Once you greeted someone, you're welcome to be seated. So good to be here with powerful people. To know that God is so in love with you. You're so special to him. You know, Jesus came to the earth to teach us some powerful things that would help us be fulfilled in life. And one of his lessons that we find out is that in his presence, there is fullness of joy. Amen. Think about that for a moment. In his presence is fullness. And that when he came, he said, the kingdom of God is within you. And it equals righteousness, his righteousness. You're innocent from his lens. The enemy will tell you you're not. But the kingdom is within you. You're innocent, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. In his presence, there's fullness of joy. And that because he came to show us that in his presence, the kingdom has arrived. You are the source of of the victory that he plans for this earth. Amen. You are key, top tier, his choice to abide in us. Amen. Christ be in you. You are a new creature. Amen. Old things, every lie, every frustration, every disease, everything that brings pain, and distress, and the list goes on, passes away. Amen. All things become, this is not futuristic, ladies and gentlemen. The Lord wants to, to know that this is the day that the Lord has made. Now is the appointed time. It's the day of salvation. Amen. And we've been in a series that I didn't know was going to be a series called Credible Witnesses. Amen. And today, uh, the topic is the kingdom of God has arrived. Every time you yield to hosting God's presence, amen, you've let the Lord take charge. That's why it's important today as we move forward in our agreement, amen, as he's our, our father, he's our source, he's our everything, that when we come into this gathering room here, this is not the church. This is the place where we gather to agree. Amen. And, and the agreement that we're coming in real tight on is that this is a place where you get liberty to receive from heaven. This is a place where you can experience from God empowerment to choose. Choice is powerful, isn't it? Has anybody made some bad choices before? Amen. I've made some bad choices, but the source of that choice wasn't Jesus. It was another spirit. So either I'm going to be the vessel of the father of lies, or I'm going to be a vessel, amen, an instrument of the father of truth. Truth that makes us free. How? By knowing him intimately. We don't want to block the intimacy that comes with experiencing the presence of God. And when you experience God's presence, you can't explain it. It's joy unspeakable and full of glory. Amen? You, the testimony is, I wish I could tell you, but I can tell you, you want to experience it. Because it changes everything about the way you think about what you think about. Amen? And so, when we decide that we need a new way of thinking, the Lord agrees with that. When I come together with people that agree we need Jesus in our life, amen, right now in this room, the Lord has willed to give us his mind. The mind of Christ is right now ready to come to whosoever will receive it. And so, we come today with humility in our spirit. We come knowing our need of God. And because we need him, we come postured to repent. That's not a bad word. That's a very good word. It's a very important word because it's not possible to ever figure God out. And so we posture ourselves with humility. Amen. Asking God to help us be 
contrite or broken. And let's go ahead and use the bad word in our culture, submitted. It's a deal. You can't match what you get in replace of it. When you submit, what God gives you in place of it is like, dude, what was I fussing about submission for? Because the culture in our world don't agree with that. But when you come into God's ah, presence, it's like, I can't do that enough because what comes back, it's like I give mercy and I get a harvest of mercy. Amen. I give hope and I get hope. Amen. What I'm willing to let him take charge in my life and speak through me comes back pressed down, shaken together, and running over. And when I'm arrogant, guess what I get back? When I'm trying to be, I'm in charge, guess what I get back? I get a freight train coming. Amen? When, 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 you, when you feed something that's not in his nature, guess what you're going to That's how powerful we are. We're either going to have victory or we're going to be taken under by the words of our own mouth. We need Jesus. And I can tell you with all of my heart, I can't explain how he does what he does, but I'm all in. And I'm not all in like I think I'm going to be. God's going to help me become more all in and more all in and more all in. Amen? Because he's purging me. Amen? His will is to clean us up. And, the, and he's not going to do that unless we give him permission. Amen? And that, oh, no, he's, a, he's a gentleman. He's like a dove. Oh. And he'll light on us if we'll let him. Amen. But we're agitated, we're frustrated, and full of anxiety, and, 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 and you know, and things ain't happening right. He'll 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 flutter away and wait for us to acknowledge, I can't do it without you, Lord. And so the presence of God gives me the kind of experience that empowers me to choose to be aware of his presence. Amen. All day, every day, every second of the day, he is Lord. He is in charge. Will I let him? And he'll let me go off and do my thing. Amen. Act like I'm in charge. Because it knows it's going to work something good in me. I'm going to come back more humble, more broken, and more contrite before him. Amen. And on that platform, God can do the miraculous through us. Amen. So today, to the guests, thank you for joining with us. I want you to know in the next few moments, and we're going to be talking about the kingdom of God has arrived, and that you can experience God on a level you've never experienced Him before. And to you that have experienced God in baptism of spirit and fire, you can experience him on a level you haven't experienced him before. Amen? There's new places in him for everybody in this room. And we want to make this gathering place, amen, a place where we can breathe in life and hope and identity in him. Is that okay? Of course, we have equipped classes at New Life Fellowship that... Uh, you can even go deeper than that because it sets a dynamic. The more people that come in unity and they agree on a common objective, the Lord will meet them on that level of faith, amen, that they're speaking. Amen? So we can only go so far in this room today because the agreement level has to match, amen, the experience that God's bringing. Do we need Jesus? What I like about our moment in, in time right now is our culture and, and the events going on around us has really set us up for hunger. People are looking for answers. They don't want to, amen, they don't want to just hear about God. They want to see God. And that's what's beautiful about where we are, where God's meeting us right now. The conditions of our world has created a dynamic to where the Lord is able to come on a new level, amen, and touch our lives. Isn't that good that the trouble in our world is really doing something good right now to stir up hunger and thirst 
for righteousness, for the kingdom of God. And that means it's, th- it's, up, it's stirring up a hunger and thirst in you to find out who you are. Who am I really? How does God really see me? Can I walk in that identity in him? And God's just telling you, yes, if you'll let me come to my house, amen. And you and I today, everybody in this room has been given by God, our creator, amen, the ability to feel after him. And the moment you turn that inner feeler on and you start feeling after him, he promises that he will suddenly come to his temple. And the enemy is going to be screaming in your ear while I'm talking, if you let him, that you're not worthy. That God don't care about you. You messed up too much. You said too many bad things. You were involved in this. You, your past will try to hold you captive and make you prisoner. But I'm telling you right now, the enemy don't have liberty today in this room to hold you captive. Amen. The master has come to let you know how powerful you are and how much in love he is is with you that everything in your past has already been covered by the one that loves you. That all you need to do right now is push back all the lies that hold you captive on doubting how how powerful you are and just feel after him. And he'll suddenly his temple you're already purchased he already owns you nobody in this room owns yourself we act like we do sometimes don't we but we're getting delivered of the act aren't we we've decided to lay down that script amen and get on the stage of life and let Jesus be the director and baptize us with spirit and with fire and from that experience we don't guess no more we know We're not assuming we're all on board because experience with God is something that is ongoing every moment of every day. Amen? And so at New Life Fellowship, it's important that we be reminded every time we come together that our mission here is the message of the kingdom. That receiving the promise is something that continues to happen for everyone. Amen. Experiencing freedom is a lifestyle. Amen. You experience freedom in Christ, there's another level coming. We're changed to his image from glory to glory as by the Spirit of the Lord to do what? To become world changers. Amen. Amen. Agents for God to use to speak out of us his kingship. God's not asking us to do the work. He's asking us to be available to him so he can finish his work. Look what the Lord has done. At the end of the day, ladies and gentlemen, if I'm still trying to get convince everybody, look at what Dwayne Lowe has done. I've received my reward the moment you clap for me. Or the moment you say, good job, Dwayne. That's not the reward I need. The reward I need is the presence of my Father, the presence of God at work in my life. It brings fullness of joy. Amen. Anybody want to have fullness of joy? And so I come against the, the lying spirit, the religious spirit that says, oh, that's going to happen one day for you when Jesus comes back to get you. I want to submit to you today that Jesus came back to get you 2,000 years ago when the message of the kingdom was preached in Acts chapter 2. This is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel in the last day, saith God, I will, I will, I not maybe so, I might, if you'd be a good person, I will. No, amen, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. And the moment you receive the spirit of God and you agree with him to be his son and daughter, amen, you take on the true identity that he gives you according to Paul's writings in Galatians 4, you take on Christ, the kingdom of God has arrived. Amen. It's exciting to know that God cares for us like that, that he would, he would go that far 
amen, to reach us to finish something in all of history that's never been done. He chose humanity to be his platform, to be the apple of his eye, to be, amen, his temple, his children. And I ask you a question today. Why are we often tempted, that is, to try to do something for Jesus while forgetting just to go with him? Amen. That temptation, it'll come all day long. I need to do something for Jesus. I need to do something for Jesus. Because I want to, I don't know why I keep feeling like I need to turn my way in. And we're ashamed of our weakness. Anybody have any weaknesses right now that you, you're bothered by? And, and our weaknesses are often fed by our guilt and shame. And so our greatest opportunity is with our weakness. You see, we're empowered presence. And this is how we exercise authority over our weakness. Let the weak say, I am strong. Prophetically, when you read that, when the prophet spoke it, he's talking about reconciliation from humanity and its fallen nature, amen, into being the church of the living God, being filled with the Spirit and with fire. When you and I come to know that I am weak and he's strong and we yield to the Spirit of God, ah, Samson didn't know the strength that comes to one on this side of the cross that receives the Spirit of God. Amen. Let the weak, when I know that I'm spiritually in poverty and without God I can do nothing and I come to humility he comes to me in such a way that he wants me to open up my mouth and declare who I am can God use me can God use you is God committed to using you on behalf of his kingdom let me digress for a minute is God committed to having an intimate relationship with you? Why would he want to have an intimate relationship with me, Pastor? Because his heart throbs for you. He knew what he was doing when he put you together. He knew you in your mother's womb. He had plans for you before you ever breathed your first breath. And God is committed to the objective before you came into this world. He had purpose that he will not stop going after. And all the stuff that's happened in my life, I am more convinced now because of the presence of God, because of the experiences of God that he's allowed me to experience him. I know something I couldn't know any other way. I'm convinced he loves me. I'm convinced he's willing, amen, to take what I can give him. It ain't much, but he can take it and he can feed thousands with it. I'm talking to somebody here today. That the enemy does his job real good, doesn't he? And he won't stop. He's like a hound. He's like a fly. He'll just keep bugging you and trying to catch that cat. And the Lord's just asking us to focus on what God is speaking to our lives. And so it's our choice to be aware of the presence of Jesus that allows him to take lordship in our life and for his kingdom to have dominion in the earth today. Amen. This is what Jesus said uh, to, the, to the group that they, they, they were convinced that they were, the, uh, they were the chosen children of God. He said it this way, even though you are, in John 8, 37, even though you are descendants of Abraham, you desire to kill me because, notice, the message I bring has not found a home in your hearts. <sighs> when Jesus is in my heart, guess what's there? The message is there too. He said, yet the truths I speak, I've seen and received in my Father's presence. Everybody needs to really consider that verse. The truths I speak, I've seen and received in my Father's presence. In His presence, 
Revelation's coming. Knowing's coming. I may not see it in the physical, but I know I, that I know that I know. But you are doing what, you're, what you've learned from your father. He tells this group, he said, you think you're the children of God, but if you'll pay attention, I speak what I've seen and heard in my father's presence. But you do. There's a difference in speaking and doing, isn't there? You do what, you're, what you've learned from your father. I wonder what we've learned from the events around us of late. What do you mean, they replied, Abraham is our father. Jesus said, if you were really Abraham's sons, you would follow in the steps of Abraham. And Abraham walked by faith. Faith comes by hearing. He looked for a city whose builder and maker was God. And he didn't find it, but he kept walking by faith, kept looking. Now that city is known as the church of the living God, the body of Christ today. Amen. And so you and I have been given access to come in and sup with him. We've let him come in. That, and that can only happen when we let him come into his own house. And so and he reads, and notice how he opens up. He said, the spirit of the Lord is up on me. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. And I want you to notice, this is very important as we continue this thought this morning, and I don't have a long time to continue it, but the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. And no the Spirit of the Lord has been given access. Jesus is teaching the ones in his presence an example of who they are according to God's will. And he's letting them know the life you see me live, this is the life that's been designed for you. Great works have been done in my life. You're watching it, but greater works are going to be done in your life. And it starts with the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. And this is prophetic because now, I don't know about y'all, but y'all believe y'all members of the body of Christ? And as a member of the body of Christ, who's our head? Jesus is. So when he's reading this, he's including you and me. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me to be hope for the poor, healing for the brokenhearted, new eyes for the blind, and to preach to the prisoners, you are set free. I have come to share the message of Jubilee, which is the message of the kingdom, for the time of God's great acceptance has begun. 2,000 years ago, he walks up into his hometown where they didn't even receive him. He could do no mighty miracle there. And he reads to those that knew him as a carpenter's son. And he lets them know, the spirit. he's letting them know, this is who you are. I'm giving you an opportunity. This thing has begun now. You're going to begin to catch this in the moments preceding today. There's going to be a sensitivity that begins to grip your spirit. And you're going to wonder, Whoo, what do I do with this? And the Lord's okay with that. You don't know what to do with it. And that's okay. Is that okay? I'm just telling you, before I get up here, like today, I didn't know what to do with the presence of God on me. I'm going like, God, I don't know what to do. And that's every Sunday, by the way. And I wish I, I, I'm being honest with you, I wish I could figure God out so I wouldn't be like, what's going to happen next? Am I, you going to let me use what you gave me and I was able to write down, you know? And I don't know. And the Lord's okay with that. He's looking for available vessels that will trust him. I can't do what God has planned today, but I can be a part of it, and you can be a part of it. And the Lord don't waste no days, does he? This is the day he's made. He made it for us. He put it together. God has a plan for this room right now. He preordained it. He saw it before it happened. He's excited about it, and he's excited about you because you came here because the Spirit of God drew you. He drew you in, 
and you're attracted to it. You love the saltiness and the light that comes from being close by, and it's, it's powerful when we can be in a place where, whoo, man, you feel that? I, feel, I don't know what to do with it, but I like it, and I want to keep it around, amen? And you have been given by heaven that authority and that dominion because of God's presence right now. How, how deep do you want to go? Some of us are there ankle deep, some are knee deep, some may be, you know, treading out waist deep. How many of you are going to let the current take you? Amen. The Lord asked me that all the time. You going to let me take you today, son? Okay. Okay. Uh, help, help, Lord. Amen. And, and there's situations and circumstances in life that kind of like, okay, what you going to do with this? Anybody ever been in those circumstances? Like, I don't know what in the girl... And, and it's kind of like that's happening pretty regular right now for me every day. You know, it's always a challenge and always a storm, always a fire. <laughs> it's right, okay. And I don't know how he's going to handle it. But I know if I'm available, I'm going to see his glory. And at the, end of the, at the end of whatever that storm is, the Lord did something mighty. And I have a testimony. Anybody like testimonies? We're designed to be a witness and testify of how good our God is. Amen. And my life has got enough baggage on it and enough evidence that God's been in all that that I can encourage somebody. You can encourage something. We can actually help somebody because we all been through something. Not for evil, but for. And all of a sudden, the enemy's thinking, you know, they, they might believe this stuff. I mean, something. And, and, and the faith level is starting to move up, and it's, the, it's, it's moving higher. Oh, you, man. And the Lord's okay with the baggage. Bring it. After so long, I ain't got but this much to give. I'll take it. What he can do with it is staggering. Amen. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. And out of that spirit, amen, you become seeing for those that can't see. Amen. Freedom for those that are in prison. Hope for those that are hopeless. You become a message from heaven that all things are possible to them that believe. Amen. that I want to give you quickly that will that, challenge you to know that the kingdom of God is here and now and he is after everyone in this room. And so we want to rediscover what was lost in our religious world, don't we? The things concerning the kingdom of God. Number one, four things to rediscover about the kingdom of God and that is Jesus came to reestablish his kingdom on earth. His purpose as king of his kingdom is the reason he is most misunderstood person on the earth right now. Amen. And you're thinking, but uh, he's not on the earth right now. And my question to you is, what if he is? What if he is? Most of us are still trying to figure out who Jesus really is. Amen. And he's been, he's been put, put in different slots through his history, amen, because the enemy does his job well. But remember this, reconciling, reconnecting people to Christ is the kingdom message. Everyone in this room has been called, amen, out of darkness. Whether we've come out or not is our choice. He will not supersede our choice. But when we choose to come out of darkness, amen, we step into the Christ identity as ambassadors of another kingdom. And everyone in this room is serving papers as ambassadors for people that's not of the kingdom to take their citizenship and become a kingdom member of the body of Christ. The Lord came 2,000 years ago to reconcile us back into being his kingdom. And so Jesus came to do just that, to reconcile all of humanity back in. But the second thing that we need to know about the kingdom of God and rediscover with it is that Jesus 
picked up where Adam left off. See, in the beginning, Adam was the manifested kingdom of God. Yes, Adam was in the Garden of Eden, but Adam was the temple of God. And Adam walked with the voice of God. And notice the work that Adam did. He named all the beasts of the field and all the animals and, and, and the birds of the air. He named all the living creatures. And we know that if you really consider what's going on there, since he's the temple of God, he is saying what he hears his father say. And the only doing that Adam is doing since he's a king of the king, amen, is he's declaring. He's speaking. And when he speaks, the words that he speaks are creative. Amen. They're actively causing a work to happen. Can God do that through his body today? As a king of the king, are you supposed to be working with your hands? Are you called to be a king to proclaim and declare? Does a king carry a message? And does that message bring hope to the kingdom of God? We're going to catch us in a minute. The enemy wants to shut your mouth up. Has anybody ever, ever thought, well, I can't, I can't say, I can't say that. I can't, I can't do that. I can't go tell somebody about Jesus. I, I'm, I'm, I'm shy. Anybody ever said it like that? I stutter. I lock up when I get The only reason I'm up here is because of God. Ain't no other way I could be up here. The Lord encouraged me. Amen. And somehow he helped me press through the doubt, the fear, the unbelief until he gave me an experience that caused me to have faith, hope, and love to be the platform and the fruit. Everyone in this room, all you, once you open up, he comes out. What's it about? Is it about me or him? And the moment I become to realize, man, this isn't about me. This is about God and others. And he's asking me just to be his house and to trust him when he speaks to me to have a boldness. Not to get in people's face. Not to get a 10-pound Bible and beat them over the head. He's asking me to experience them on a level that he gives me boldness. Not to be brassy but boldness to let his nature flow from me in gentleness, in temperance, in kindness. Anybody catching this? And the message is so attractive, people get thirsty. People begin to realize, man, I've never seen that before because now as I'm speaking what he's speaking into my spirit, and I'm saying it because I've had the experience, and I'm letting you know this is what happened to me. And in the process, I'm giving you the message of the kingdom. It's light in darkness. What's happening is what Jesus came to do, now he's doing through me and you. And those without hope, those that are sick, those are the disease, those are possessed by demons. Pastor, what are you talking about? Those that have all these ideas on what's going on in our world, but you really don't know what you're talking about. And it's causing you to go crazy and you're getting depressed and full of anxiety. Next thing you know, you're reacting and acting out something that's not really Jesus' nature. Where did that come from? And we want to, we want to medicate it. We want to put a name on it domesticate it oh yeah the enemy's shaking right now because he's trying to hide thief don't want to be seen he comes to steal kill and destroy your faith in what god is speaking to you he comes to take away from you the the hope that you have and the fact that you can experience god on a new level and that you can actually step into your identity and be his mouthpiece amen and when you walk into a room the kingdom of god has arrived not because you're smart, not because, amen, that you look good, not because that you 
man. There's all kinds of things the enemy will talk to you about why you don't qualify. Every one of them is a lie. Everybody in this room qualifies because God chose you and he's in love with you and you're special to him. You qualify. And the moment you let God give you an experience, you don't guess no more. You know you qualify. And you stop working for him. You start just going with him. You realize that wherever you walk, that you are the kingdom of God that has arrived. He's our king. Whatever vessel he's in, just like the president, whatever plane he's on, it's Air Force One. And the United States, wherever it lands in any country, has just arrived. That's who you are. Amen. Thank you, Father. And so it is. Jesus picked up where Adam left off. And when Adam fell, he took over. And he comes to show fallen Adam what it looks like. Amen. When the kingdom of God has come. And he comes with a message of reconciliation. He dies our death. He pays our debt off. Amen. So that he could deliver to you and I, thirdly, the thing that we must rediscover about the kingdom of God is the blueprint. We pick up where Jesus leaves off. Amen. Came not just to be the blueprint, but as the blueprint. Amen. And the blueprint manifested through living words in John 1 and 1. We, we read it this way, in the beginning, the living expression, reading from the Passion Translation, the be, in the beginning, the word, the living expression was already there. And the living expression was with God, yet fully God. They were together face to face in the very beginning. And through his creative inspiration, this living expression made all things, and nothing has existed apart from him. A fountain of life was in him, and his life is the light for all humanity. And this light never fails to shine through darkness, light that darkness cannot or could not overcome. Ladies and gentlemen, this is important for you to get because the blueprint came to finish his work through us. He gave us the blueprint. The blueprint is every word, amen, that is inspired by God inside of your being, amen. Right now, when you speak it, it's creative. The glory of the Lord is waiting on us to agree with him. He cannot receive his glory until we say, yes, Lord. The Lord looked for a man in, in the Old Testament that would let him. Finally, Isaiah said, Lord, here I am, send me. Mercies were made fresh this morning. Probably goofed up on the way to church, said what you shouldn't have said, got in a fight, an argument or something, I don't matter. Got offended with somebody that pulled in front of you. Got an attitude, you reacted. You. This is good that God works with that, and he's just waiting on you and I to say, Lord, here I am, send me. He's going to send any one of us without the experience that empowers us. You see, the fourth thing that we discover and rediscover about the kingdom of God is that he sent his word. Our world right now is dark. How is this word going to be sent? Isn't it good when there's silence in the room like this? Because that tells me you're hearing God speak to your spirit now. And you're beginning to realize that the people that you love, 
and that you have a concern for and you know that they need hope in their life, that you just might be the temple God wants to use. And I know already that you would like to know what you're going to be saying before you get there. It's not how it works. You don't want it to work that way, by the way. You may think you do, but the idea that I need it to work like that lets me know I'm still in bondage and that I really don't trust my father. Is it okay if we get honest with ourselves? So what do we do with that reality? The reality is, I just don't trust God. He wants us to tell the truth and get honest with him. I don't trust you, Lord. Pastor, well, no, quit lying about it. Take the mask off. Get honest. And when you get honest, guess where he'll meet you? Right there in your honesty. And he'll transform you. And he'll change a heart of stone into a heart that facilitates him as the king that he is. I can't even desire God unless God helps me desire him. That's why he came as the light. That's why he came as the salt. That's why he came like he did in such an attractive manner that I can't get away from wanting more of him. And the more I get of him, the more I realize who I really am in him. And the least I can do is be his mouthpiece. The least I can do is be available. And so God gives us an experience, ladies and gentlemen, in the Spirit that empowers us to choose to be aware of his presence. As it the evidence that him speaking is always going to come out in love, with hope, with joy, with gentleness and kindness and mercy and long-suffering. Oh, it's the kind of dynamic everybody wants to live. In his spirit, in his presence is fullness of joy. In his presence, the kingdom of God has just arrived. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. Disease leaves. Lies disperse. Everything that you need in your life is taken care of. And he sent his word. And he sent his word. And he sent his word. What we have need of in our world is a fresh word from heaven. Heaven is not off out there in the future. Heaven has already come to earth. And the kingdom of heaven, amen, is in you right now. We're not going to heaven. Heaven came and met us where we are. And heaven is doing a work in our life right now. And if we'll get more open and more available and more willing, I'm just going to tell you, you're not going to work out your marriage without Jesus. You're not going to work out your financial challenges without Jesus until you become who God says you are and you are steward of his kingdom. You're a steward of his kingdom. You're stewards of the manifold grace of God. When you take care of his business, he'll take care of yours. Oh, but Lord, as soon as I get this all in order, I'm going I'm to be on board with you. You can count on me, Jesus. Has anybody ever said that before? And the enemy, when you play poker with him, he'll, he'll always do you a hand where you, you're saying Christianese phrases. Pastor, I'm going to be who God says I am. No, you're not. No, you're going to be who God says you are the moment that you decide to let him be Lord in your life. It's not when you get all that fixed. That ain't going to get fixed. If you think you're going to get it all in order, it don't happen. Quick illustration, ladies and gentlemen. It's amazing 
high school student says, as soon as I graduate, I'm going to live for Jesus. They graduate, and as soon as I get married and kids, and man, I'm going I'm to be there, Jesus. As soon as that happens, as soon as I retire, Lord, you can count on me. I'm going to get every, all, all, everything set up. I'm going to be ready, Lord. You can count on me. You see, you can try to get things all in order so that you can serve the Lord. It's a mirage. It never happens. Mm -mm. You come as you are with the baggage you have in your present condition, and you realize I'm nothing, and I can do nothing without you, Lord. And the moment you repent of that reality, he can come and give you an experience that will supersede your wildest expectations. And from that moment forward, amen, the cycle of the kingdom, amen, because the harvest begins to happen. It's not about you no more. All of a sudden, you have a happy marriage. All of a sudden, everything you need is right there. All the testimonies comes in waves. Not because I'm a good person, but because God's a good God. And I happen to be his house. He owns me. I own nothing. It's all his. I'm just a steward in this old world. But I'm a king of the king in the kingdom of God. I want to read you something as I bring it to a close here in the next few moments. And this is, this is how it reads. Peter is... Um, addressing those that uh, are looking for an answer. He preaches the kingdom message in Acts chapter 2. But notice how it reads here in Acts 2.37 in, in the Passion Translation. It goes this way. When they heard this kingdom message, Jesus Christ and Him crucified, they were crushed and realized what they had done to Jesus. Deeply moved, they said to Peter, and the other apostles. What do we need to do, brother? Jesus, the anointed one, to have your sins removed. Then you may take hold of the gift of the Holy Spirit, for God promise, for God's promise of, of the Holy Spirit is for you your families, for those yet to be born, and for everyone whom the Lord our God calls to himself. This kingdom message, this is how Peter preaches what Jesus delivers in Matthew. Peter comes to those that were pricked in their spirit, and they knew, I got, something's got to happen. Something's got to happen. Repent. Same thing. Realize you're poor in spirit. I, 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 don't, I don't have something I need. And repentance and changing the way you think is top tier. Change the way you think about the kingdom of God. That's important right now. And if you're not willing to humble yourself to the truth of the kingdom of God message, he can't come in his spirit and transform you. He's waiting on a willing vessel that chooses him. I want to give you uh, an example closing this message right now of someone that was precious to my wife and I and to some of us still at, at New Life Fellowship back when we was in the storefront. And it has to do with a lady by the name of Jane Dorn. Amen. Jane Dorn was first class. Her life impacted lives everywhere. And I remember her, her spirit. She had beautiful children that she loved dearly, she prayed for all the time. And I know her prayers never died. But Jane Dorn, when she was baptized with the Spirit, her whole world changed. And she couldn't do enough for the one that loved her like he, she experienced that love. I remember we were building a church in Yorktown, a, a building for people together. And she wanted to be a part of that. And my wife had been allowed, we had been allowed to live in her house and fix it up. And the value went up. She's able to sell it and make real good profit on it. And everybody was given to the purpose down there in Yorktown. And she said, I want to give too. And I knew wisdom, I could hear God speaking, protect her, protect her. She's got beautiful family that she loves. And, 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 and she began to, and she was an older lady at this time. Amen. And, and uh, 
she was having some physical challenges and God had healed her so many times but uh, her children got in in the mix and and they were offended with her and her faith and it bothered her she wept about that her children being offended with her and her faith and and I knew by her talking to me I said and she is she's and I'd met the girls beautiful girls and um, they seemed to believe that hey man he's, he's he loves our mom they were just offended with her but I knew that they could easily get offended with me if we didn't serve her correctly and I knew when she wanted to give she wanted to give uh, I said and it broke her heart when I said, it's not wisdom for you to do that, Jane. She said, but I got to. I said, okay, we'll do this, and this is the wisdom we're going to use. We'll let you give, but we're going to give it back in payment with interest. She looked at me like, well, and I said, no. I said, you've got family members that's watching you, Jane. And right now, most important thing is that we honor the fact that you prayed for them, and they don't need any extra offenses. So she agreed, thank goodness I can give. And so Tony and I, we were, we were agreeing on that's that's wisdom. But sure enough, she got sick and she wasn't able to take care of herself. And they found out what she'd done and they wanted to meet with me. So I met with them. Tony was sitting in the room and they were offended. But when they found out really what was going on, one of the son-in-laws came in there and he's sitting there listening and I just, they asked questions, and Tony and I, I was doing the responding. Tony's always there, just solid, just listening, smiling, <laughs> listening, smiling. But his presence is powerful. They got through, and they shared their offense, and they found out all the details. The, the I didn't hear anything about God from y'all. He said, but all I can see is the kingdom of God in them. And they protected. Matter of fact, man, God blessed that matter. Everything that she gave was given back plus a good healthy interest. And it became a witness. And it opened the door for those girls to see what mom had been praying for. And they was able to talk to my it was like the wall was down. It's not about money in this world, is it? It's about something else. The treasure is not the fact that Jane was able to give to a building program. The treasure was her girls. Not a bank, a bank account. It's not about stuff. It's not barns and building bigger barns. It's about the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God is wanting to take over in this earth. But the kingdom of God is the people of God. And everybody in this earth right now, no matter how wicked they are and how many stupid things are going on right now, they belong to him. When are we going to believe that? The kingdom of God has just arrived. And you are the mouthpiece he's looking for and as a child of God it's not about doing it's about speaking Jesus said I speak what I have heard in my father's presence but you do what you learn from your father and y'all there was times going to church that I was thought I was working for Jesus but at the end of the day, I was tired, beat up, and I found out I was working for the other one, going to church. Are y'all ready to be his mouthpiece? It might require that you let that most unruly member be in his charge. Anybody know what that most unruly member is? The most unruly member in everybody's body is the tongue. And the Lord, our daddy, the king of all kings, wants access to your most unruly member, which verifies he's the one in charge. 
Lord, I don't understand this. Good. When did you have to understand it to experience this? Why is it that the enemy is so good at what he does that we think we're that intelligent that we can figure that out? And the religious world that has discounted an experience, don't ever seek tongues, ladies and gentlemen. Seek him. Open up to receive his spirit, his presence. Let him have his temple. And let him say what he wants to say through you. It's about you hosting his presence. It's not about you talking in tongues, prophesying. It's not about you going and necessarily encouraging someone. It's about you hosting God's presence so that he can, through you, encourage them. And that he can prophesy to them. And he can declare through you to them. And he can finish what he started 2,000 years ago through you. Everybody in this room wants it. Everybody wants the best that God has to offer. But this room here is reserved for people to come in without being judged on the experience that God's designed you to. It's a place of liberty and freedom. And yes, when we're born, we're babies. And we say stuff and we do things that children do. It's okay. You learn how to talk and you learn how to walk. You grow up. But you get to be a baby if you need to be a baby. You get to be a child. You get to wear diapers if you need them for a season. And you grow past that. Amen. Everybody ready for the kingdom to come on a new level? Everybody ready to be the kingdom of God that has arrived? Yes. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. Where the Spirit of the Lord, there is liberty. And the Spirit of the Lord is upon you. It's upon you for what? The message of the kingdom. Amen. Could we stand right now? Father, you didn't give it to And that's all that matters. You spoke it the way you wanted it. And hmm, I enjoyed your presence while you were using me today. I know that the seed has been planted. There's been an impregnation right now in the spirit. <sighs> what you have seeded into their womb is going to bring forth <sighs> and new levels of hope, new levels of knowing like they've never known before. <sighs> The greatest dimension of trust is developing in our hearts right now, Lord. And you chose us to be in this moment of time because you love the world we're in. You placed us in this community because we're specifically handpicked by you to be the salt of this community, the light of this community. Now, Lord, let the experience of your kingdom your presence, let it come in a new level in our lives today. Ah, let your wind blow right now. Just you and Jesus here. Just you and Daddy. Come on, catch that. You're in the throne room of your Daddy, the King. And when you're in the throne room of the King, there's a gift that's always given. Come on. Your daddy's the king. You can't leave the throne room without the gift. Whew. Receive it. Receive it right now. He wants to love you more than you want to be loved. He believes in you more than you believe in you. Can we, can we lift our hands up and say, Daddy, pick me up. Take me higher. Take me higher, Daddy. Whew. Let it happen. If you want to come forward, you can come forward. You can stay where you're at. It's your call. But this is going to be coming at New Life Fellowship.
This is what we're going to do at New Life Fellowship. Babies are going to be born. Is had has arrived today. God bless you. God bless you, guests. If you need to leave, you're welcome to. We're going to spend some time in His Spirit. Thank you for being with us.